unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. And for the video viewers, they can already see why we've got a very special guest lined up for this week's episode. So I'm going to play a fly on the wall and absorb as much as I can and hand it over to you. Okay, great. So our returning champion is superstar Mike Pavlish. And I'm not exaggerating when I say superstar. Mike's been writing copy for over 30 years and his copy has sold three quarters of a billion, that's with a B, dollars in products and services. Mike is going to give us some closely held secrets about video sales letters, VSLs today, VSLs that sell like crazy. So first, you ought to hear what one of his clients says about Mike. I happen to know this person myself because he flew over from Singapore to San Francisco nearly 10 years ago to attend a seminar I had organized. His name is Alvin Huang, and listen to what he has to say. We've tested Mike Pavlish's copy against five other A-list copywriters, including many of the top names in the world for sales letters and VSLs. Mike's copy has won every single time. For us, Mike Pavlish has been the Steph Curry of copywriters. Mm. All right, and you know, there's only one way to get a testimonial like that, and that's to earn it with results. So we've talked Mike into sharing some ideas with us about how to get those results with the VSL. Mike has written more than 150 VSLs, long form VSLs, which is one of four types. He'll explain that in a minute. And dozens of them have brought in $10 million or more in sales. But before we get into Mike's secrets, let's talk about a big one straight from Copywriters Podcast. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing offers for highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Mike, thanks for coming back. Your two podcasts last year were incredibly popular with our subscribers, and we're grateful that you've agreed to join us again. Sure. My pleasure, David. All right. Why don't we jump into it? Why do VSLs work so good? Because they use sound, sight, motion, and personality, as opposed to a sales letter on paper, paper and ink, only uses sight and some visuals. But a video sales letter, you have movement, motion, you know, the visual, then you have sound, uh, you have movement, which is very important. And then you have the personality of the person giving the presentation on the VSL. For example, I think that today, in today's society, our competition is not really other sales letters or other products that we think compete with us, but our real competition is from TikTok and from Facebook because, you know, TikTok runs those videos as short as 15 seconds each. 
and people from the age of 10 up to 90 years old are by the tens of millions just sit there hours a day and just watch those and they're getting a dopamine hit every 15 seconds with a new video so i guess what i'm saying is videos the video sales letters usually work a lot better than a written sales letter because people are used to getting that constant video dopamine hit where they're getting sound and motion and something new you know visually so you're playing into what's needed in, in today's, for today's uh, consumer. I'm glad you pull it together that way. I haven't heard all of those elements combined into like one core idea, the way you just did it. And I, I think everyone should take note, including old school guys our age, right? I mean, this is the world we're living in, not the one we want to live in or we used to live in. So thank you for that. All right. So... You say there are four types of VSLs. Could you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. But first, I want to say, like, um, let's go back even to about 30 years ago when infomercials first came out. You know, you had Tony okay. Robbins. You had Tony Robbins' Personal Power was one of the first ones. And that was a VSL. It was on TV. And then now today, the big one is like the people may know is Emerald Lagasse. Emerald's Pots and Pans has a hot offer on a half hour infomercial. So infomercials are really just VSLs. They're the same thing. It's a half hour infomercial or an hour infomercial. And a VSL is, you know, most of the long form ones are half hour to an hour long. So I just wanted people to relate if they've seen the Emerald if they've seen the Emerald spot on TV, that's really what a VSL is. We use the word VSL usually for video sales letter to mean it runs online on the internet, but it's really the same as a TV infomercial. So getting back to your question, the different types of VSLs really are differentiated by how long they are. Uh, you've got the TikTok ones that are as short as 15 seconds up to you know minutes. And then you've got the short VSLs, which are anywhere from, say, five minutes to 12 minutes. And I'll tell you why each work, if you want, what each one works for yeah. best in a second. Yeah. Okay. So like yeah, this, five to 12 minutes, this five to 12 minute short VSL works best if the product is really simple to explain and doesn't need a lot of sales copy. Or if it's a warm audience that already knows your product. The next one and the ones I usually write are 30 minute to 60 minute VSLs. These are the long copy ones. And these are the ones that are proven thousands of them to be very effective and profitable, whether it's on Facebook, from Instagram, from even leading off to TikTok, to YouTube, to, to whatever media you run. The reason, David, I think is that most people underestimate the amount of time and copy that's needed to sell somebody on a product or a service. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're not in the room with you. I mean, a good salesman or woman can often sell something pretty quickly by responding to questions, body language, other nonverbal cues. You don't have that option with a VSL. You've got, you've got to anticipate it and answer it without coming across as too hackneyed or corny about it. And you got to button it all up before you ask for the order, right? Oh, yeah. It's probably five or ten times harder to sell on a, you know, remotely by a VSL or sales letter than it is in person. So you have to pile on. You have to create a story, a unique mechanism, all the 
things we've learned over the years and pile on the benefits and the proof. And most people think they can run like an e-com page or short copy, but they find out the, the numbers don't really work. And that's usually why to successfully sell a product or service, the most profitable media by far in video is a, a 30 to 60 minute long uh, VSL. Yeah, but Mike, you have a fourth one too, don't you? You call it a hybrid page. Could you explain that? Sure. A hybrid VSL page is a combination of both a VSL and a text sales letter. So the, okay. when you land on when you land on the page, you'll see a you know you'll see click here to play the video, and the video will be however long, and it'll go through the whole sales process. But for people that land on that page that prefer to read that basically this whole same sales message copy will be in text also on the page. So you're using both video and text. Okay. Yeah. So there's four kinds. Um, the TikTok one. Oh, you didn't say how to use the TikTok one. Is, is that basically for entertainment or for, I'm choking as I say these words, brand awareness, or are there other things that, that go on there? People are using it successfully to drive traffic to longer sales copy or longer video sales letters. So it's kind of a tease video to get people. Yeah, Nathan mentioned that last week. He he calls them scroll stoppers, I think. And, and he says that he just basically uses them to get people off TikTok to a larger piece. Yeah, Nathan. I use them basically as lift messages. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, Mike, you want to start with your eight keys for a blockbuster VSL. I, I, I have a feeling we're going to need to do another show with you to finish these all up, but let's get started anyway. Okay, sure, David. You want to start at the very beginning, like with research on... Absolutely. Okay. I hope this doesn't bore anybody, but to, to have a very successful VSL, a lot of your success or your failure is going to come from your research, which is the most unglamorous hardest part of copywriting and uh, marketing. But you're researching both internal and external factors to try to come up with a big idea for your VSL. And that can be something that's happening in the news today. That can be something that's involved in an emerging trend that's going on in the world that a lot, that's kind of starting to emerge and get hot, but that not everybody knows about yet. That can be something you find out about a story or a benefit of one of the ingredients in the product or the supplement you're selling. So the research, which can take days, weeks, it's hard to tell till you get into it. That's what's going to unearth the big idea for your VSL, which I'm a big idea. What I mean is the concept. When people look at your headline in the beginning of your VSL, what makes it special, unique, why people should pay attention to it, that why this is something they haven't seen or heard about before. Let's talk about the research. I love what you're saying, research to get the big idea. I'm not sure everyone, if you haven't been through it, you, you may not quite understand because a lot of people think of research as, oh, well, I will find the features. I will turn the features into benefits. Those benefits will be bullets and headlines. And that's like step one, right? But what you're saying is, no, you need to come up with unique ideas, more than, <clears throat> more than one and actually more than one type. And so do you have any suggestions or examples of, oh, well, I can think of one myself. I remember you said you had three 
psychologist last time we talked on retainer to help you really understand the um, conversation going on in the mind of your market. That's pretty rare research. Are, are there other, other things that you look at or look for that maybe people aren't familiar with generally? Mm-hmm. Maybe let's make this exciting now and th- just throw something at me like a product and I'll kind of go through ways that I g- would research to get a big idea for it. It can be any kind of product or service. Okay. Um, look on my desk. How about a, a solid state hard drive? Something more exciting than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Well, you asked. How about a kazoo? How about your press that you make your coffee with, David? Oh, yeah. I've got a like a space age, a Roby AeroPress coffee maker. It's designed by an engineer who teaches at Stanford and it's like wild. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, okay. very fast, very high quality, very low cost uh, coffee maker. All right, that's gonna be a great example. Hey, let me ask you something. How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah? Then let me invite you to try Breakthrough Copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+, and you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriters Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriters Podcast program, already in progress. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off by talking to the client and finding out what type of person buys this and why do they buy it. That's number one. From that, we may find out that the person, everyone that buys it, let's say he's had five or she's had 5,000 or 10,000 sales or something. Everyone that buys it is high income, a coffee aficionado, and they buy high end whole beans premium price coffee. And the reason they buy this AeroPress is because um, they feel the coffee is a pure taste. So we go on, then we go on to forums online. We, we Google coffee lovers forums and we start searching around and maybe look at the keyword AeroPress, maybe make some posts. Hey, what do you think about AeroPress? We're looking to find people that have have a lot, you know, are commenting on AeroPress, um, what they're saying about it. Maybe we can get conversations going. Then we Google around and we start reading all the articles about coffee, AeroPress and about coffee trends and about what people like and don't like about the coffee they're buying, you know, upscale coffee buyers, what they like and don't like. From there, now we probably have the benefits that are the benefits that we're going to feature and lead with. Okay, now we've got to wrap it somehow into a big idea. So you mentioned an engineer, right? Mm-hmm. The engineer may have some kind of a backstory. It could be a frustrated engineer, coffee lover, invents his own you know, coffee machine maker. It could be uh, an emerging trend, could be 
that people are people are now getting better than Starbucks quality at home for half the price with the AeroPress. Could be that, you know, we could go right at, you know, throw your Starbucks in the garbage. This is better and costs half price. You know, if that's what the customer wants for from our research. Could be from our research, we find out that the AeroPress eliminates certain toxins. It, Could be that. It, it actually does. Yeah, it, it filters out a lot of the acidic oils that other yeah. other coffee processes don't. Well, so it sounds can, like you actually know this product. Is that true? Not really, but I would find everything out from the forums and from talking to people. You know, I would go into Starbucks or other gourmet coffee places and I talk to people. You know, if that's showing up a lot, that coffee's too acidic, that could be the big idea right there. That here's the best way to get rid of the acid taste in coffee. You know, so I, I, I got to say, this guy should really hire you because he's done a terrible job of marketing, but the product is so damn good that, you know, people in comments just can't stop talking about it. And everyone I tell about it um, influenced a, a number of copywriters and, um, you know, other friends. And, it, and that's, that's what word of mouth marketing, social proof marketing, referral marketing. I don't know. But it, no, this, this is a very interesting conversation. And, and this is also, this is how you write those $10 million plus BSLs. I mean, a lot of people think that this kind of brainstorming is, Oh, you know, let's get some, I'll, I'll keep this PG, some Play-Doh and throw it up against the wall. And think of what words does coffee remind you of? And all kinds of really stupid, uninformed, ignorant approaches to brainstorming. You're, you're talking about a very directed research based on customers' experiences with the coffee and based on trends and based on Boy, this is, I hope people understand this, common sense intuitions, common sense conclusions based on what you, what you found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the best copywriting always comes from the market itself. Um, you know, what people, what are their wants that aren't being met right now? Or what are their desires? Sure. If you can, if you can give people what they want that they're not getting now, boom, you've got a blockbuster success. But if you just, like you said at the beginning of this discussion, if you just do that step one initial research that you just talked about or that superficial research that just covers the basics, you'll never get down to these great big ideas under the surface. Well, this is, this is a really valuable guided tour of, of, of how to do that. But let's say you've, you've got your big idea. Next comes the lead. And you have some interesting ideas about the lead, including at least one I've never heard of, which is using proof elements to tease benefits later on. But I, I don't want to steal your thunder. Could you could you just talk about what what goes on in the lead in a blockbuster VSL? Yeah, if your listeners are taking notes, the lead has to have the following elements to it to be a blockbuster big winner. It has to have the benefit promise has to have curiosity, has to have differentiation, and it has to sound or be different than everything else they've heard and read. And it has to have proof that it works or credibility of some sort. When you have the benefit promise, the curiosity, the differentiation, and the proof, boom, how can a prospect not continue to read and be interested in it? 
because you're covering all the key things. One of the ones that I would talk about that is not mentioned or talked about that much is curiosity. Curiosity is one of the strongest selling elements in direct response marketing because the human mind is attracted to curiosity and wants to find out what is the answer that the curiosity is bringing up. In other words, if I say frustrated scientist develops this coffee, blah, 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 right? Well, that curiosity, maybe, I'm not saying this is a great example because it's totally off the fly, but frustrated scientist or frustrated coffee lover, what was he frustrated about? It's like, it makes me curious develops uh, acid-free coffee, or maybe that's in quotes, acid-free coffee. And maybe that gets my curiosity up because I, I'm a coffee lover and drinker too. And I, most of the coffee or a lot of the coffee and really good coffee is you do get that acid taste, right? Yep. So if I see acid-free yep. coffee, if I get, if I see in quotes, acid-free coffee, or if I see something like something that's going to provoke curiosity, like those two things or, uh, smooth as silk or a brand new breakthrough process just you know discovered in by a scientist or an engineer those things just build my curiosity it's kind of a create you create an open loop that someone so it's like it's interesting because curiosity is one of four elements you know you have benefit promises differentiation and proof as well as curiosity i think the mistake a lot of people make and i'd love your opinion on this is that they think curiosity alone is going to do the job, which is, I think, both a combination sometimes of laziness and sometimes of not knowing any better. But it's like curiosity is going to drive you. But if it's just curiosity without any what's in it for me, any benefit, any anything solid, then it's curiosity like, you know, a Twitter thread or a, a blog post or... Um, newspaper article for people who still remember newspapers and things like that, right? It, it's got to be in the, what's the, where the scientists say necessary, but not sufficient, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It has to be the complete package. You know, that, that initial headline or that initial 10 seconds in a, in a video, if that doesn't capture people, there's no way you can be successful. The video can be successful. Okay. And it has to, uh, it has to we've got a promise of benefit. Uh, have curiosity, uh, differentiation, and uh, proof of some sort. And differentiation is crucial too, because let's say a coffee, getting back to the example you brought up, let's say a person that's interested in great coffee, they've read about, in most cases, by the time they're looking or seeing something on the internet, they've read about all the common things and they'll just, they won't even pay any attention to something that sounds common and everyday because they've already read about it. So your lead and your VSL has to immediately be and sound different in what it's promising. You know, it can't be generic garbage and generic wording. It has to be laser specific, exciting. I just want to point out that having those four things in there, benefit promises, curiosity, differentiation, and proof in the first 10 seconds, first 30 seconds, <laughs> that's a big job. And I'm guessing you might spend a lot of time honing and machining and massaging and tweaking that, that lead to get it right. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
Right. Well, listen, I know you've got one, two, three, four, five, six more points, but how about you come back next week and and we cover those because you have given us a ton of info and we're just getting started. I hate it. We're just getting started. (laughs) Before we lose you, Mike, I do have a question for you. And this is something that I've noticed, especially with more and more content going video. If I'm writing from an an email and it's text, sending somebody to a text page works really well. If I'm sending somebody from a YouTube video or a TikTok ad to a text page, it doesn't seem to work as well because it, it feels like the people are in video watching mode. So when they hit the page, they want more video content. My question for you is, it's important to deliver the same style of content How do you make the transition from somebody who's in, I want to consume 15 second video content to, okay, you're going to sit down and watch a five minute video or a 30 minute video. How do you make that transition? The quality of the big idea, like if it's something that someone really wants badly and you can present in the first 10 to 30 seconds, how wonderful it's going to change their life and you can prove it, make it sound different, curious and a big benefit promise. That's the only way. So it makes sense. They're in 15 second video mode. You got to work with that 15 seconds because that's that's where you've got them. That's the overlap of what you're trying to get accomplished and what they're trying to get accomplished. That too. And we're finding too, like in video sales letters, that even if it's a 60 minute, one hour video sales letter, the copy in that hour with the video production and with the copy, you have to constantly keep people interested by different copy techniques, which I'll get into next in the next podcast. Nice. But that's All right. a great, yeah. yeah. Okay. I cannot wait until the continuation of this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Listeners, if you're enjoying this and you want to make sure you don't miss the second half, make sure you're subscribed to copywriters podcast and you can do that over at copywriterspodcast.com. David, Mike, anything before we're out of here? I just want to thank Mike. The only thing I'm afraid of is people aren't going to realize how valuable this information is. It's not theoretical. It's hard won experience. It's rare. And um, thank you, Mike. I'll let go of my fears and people are going to do whatever they damn please. But thank you so much for, for sharing this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.